0: This episode of Quit the Build is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpncom QTB. That's T-R-Y expressvpn.com slash QTB to learn more. Today on Quit the Build, Square Enix calls Marvel's Avengers a Super Zero. Take-Two cancels a $53 million dollar game that wasn't even announced. And Harry is pottering as another AR game bites the magic dust. Here comes the thunder! Get ready to quit the build. <laughs> the QTB crew is rounding up
1: all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here
2: are your hosts. Bruno and Nick. What it do you? are listening to the QTV podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick, the
0: rural juror. R- rural juror. R- r- rural. Rural. R- 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 yeah, yeah. R- 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 rural juror. Yes. R- r- That's a thirty rock <Leuten noise> joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a fun one.
2: it is. It's a 30 Rock joke. And I got to tell you, we have a very special guest on the podcast today. Our co-host for Gotta Watch, our our other podcast that we do for film and TV, it's Brad. How you doing, buddy?
1: Nick, Bruno, guys, what's going on? It's great to be back on Quit the
0: Build. Oh, yeah. The boys are back in town. We love him.
2: We love him. Audience. (laughs) <laughs> Calm down.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you ever know in those okay.
2: sitcoms when, like, uh, I think we were talking about this the other day about sitcoms when, like, that one person enters yeah. and the 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 crowd goes wild, so that you know that that's the
0: hot character. Yeah. That's Brad. That's Brad. That's Brad when he comes. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's the beer guy. We like the beer guy. Yeah. Well,
2: Nick, I'm excited with that preview of all the things that we have in store for this episode. It, uh, we're, we're a little late to the game, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of things that we have to cover here. Without further ado, debatably
0: the, the thunder. It's coming. You see what anyway. I have to put up with, Brad? You know? I mean, you do too on Gotta Watch. I, you know, it's the same filters, same sound effects.
1: Hey, at least he's talking to you all the time. I feel like half the time we're recording, he's talking to you and not to me.
0: That's true. That's true. I'm I'm, I'm the, the ever-present editor. Yes. You are. I
2: let I, I have to talk to you to let you know what's going on, so That's that right. way when I throw in all those oh. fancy... We can keep it going because that's our... It's Poison Stinger. What it do? Wow. I don't even know how to segue from this, but...
0: You don't need go. to. Here comes the thunder. Well, I'll tell you We're what else is poison. Marvels, yeah. And that is Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. Yes, our very first story come doing, come coming to us <laughs> from our friends at IGN.com that, uh, yeah, we heard it from Square Enix's president himself that Marvel's Avengers uh, was a disappointing outcome. Shocking no one, really. Marvel's Avengers, yeah. of course, you know, it, it's a game that, boy, a lot of hype was behind it. A lot of people almost kind of questioning how that even came to be that Square Enix was given the rights to such a major IP, not to, to tarnish Square Enix's reputation, but of course, they're. They're known more for their own original IPs and producing in house kind of JRPG experiences. So, needless to say, um, a- as big as Marvel was when that announcement was made for that game, I mean, people went nuts for it. Um, but of course, as more information came along and we started to see gameplay previews, the skepticism rolled in and for good reason. So, yeah, in Square Enix's annual report for 2021, uh, the president, uh, I'm going to try and pronounce this right, Yosuke Mat- Matsuda, uh, says mm-hmm. that Marvel's Avengers uh, was an ambitious games as a service release. But the game was not as successful as the company would have liked. Now, Avengers is on Game Pass now. If you're on Xbox, you can you can just hop right into this game and and kind of judge for yourself what's going on. I, I guess we'll start with you, Bruno. Have you played the actual game? Yes,
2: actually, Brad and I both have played Marvel's Avengers, although we didn't really get into it as much as I would have liked. It was a game that you really needed to be on the ball in terms of getting through through the campaign before things really opened up and started started to get interesting where you could you really grow your character level and and go and do these other um inst- like i don't know what they were they were like missions and whatnot yeah. that they they basically had throughout the game so it had a lot of potential i just don't think it was delivered in the best plat like in the best way they kind of just like it's it's like when you watch those chef shows and they like they made a really tasty Tasty dinner, but it looks like utter crap, and you're just like, "Oh man, Gordon's gonna rip you a new one, brother." I hope you. you got <laughs> to hope you got on some Depends because oh man, those it's not going to be a good time. Yeah. Brad, I mean, <laughs> you played a little bit of it. What were your yeah. thoughts on it?
1: Can I get my $60 back now that it's on Game Pass? <laughs> 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 I'm you know, like you, To be honest with you, it was one of those where I bought into the hype, pre-ordered the game and Bruno and I were anticipating playing a lot of that and, and I feel like Bruno got further into it than I did, but oh, yeah. I, I just felt like getting through the initial campaign to open up that door to the multiplayer world of where you could enjoy it which I thought the game was going to be from square one uh, I, I just struggled to even get through that I felt like yeah. it was, you just kind of got muddled in the story and I feel like it, it, it struggled between actionable gameplay and a cinematic experience and I, I don't know mm. what, what folks wanted it to be I wanted it to be just full on immersive free world Avengers play and I felt like it was very much in the campaign you did get moments of that but it was very, you had to do, you had to go through the check boxes to get to that experience. And I think that really frustrated a large audience that wanted to just jump right in and have fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the big problem with this is that it just set off a lot of red flags when it kind of seemed like it was supposed to be a campaign style game that maybe you could play with some friends, kind of like Far Cry style. Right. But then at the same yeah. time, they come back and say, well, now it's a game as a service. And there's online components and grindy components and cash shop components that yeah, which weren't worth it. They were not Let's worth it be honest, it they, the slightest.
2: Like, no, the the in fact, that was a, that was a big problem in and of itself was the fact that the skins they gave you for components. Completing the game were arguably cooler than anything that was coming through the shop. It's, I don't want to play as the Hulk dressed up like a mafia gangster. (laughs) When what universe does that exist?
0: But what if he has a cool fedora?
2: It was, was, yeah, no, no, I know, Nick. That's extra. You, by the you tell me. Give him there's a, yeah. a saxophone <laughs> or a trumpet and let him try out for the mighty Boston. Yes, you're okay. telling me there's not
1: a. You're telling me there's not a mafia boss Hulk in the multiverse somewhere. <laughs> dude, dude
2: Perhaps I'm. A, I'm there. There will be now. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> this game was just far ahead of the uh, far ahead of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The arc.
0: <laughs> but you, you make a really strong point there, Bruno, because I, I think there are some great multiplayer components, even though it is very grindy, very repetitive. You see a lot of the same maps. Oh, yeah. When you do. Get get to that that in-game online component but it's a big problem right where and other games do share in this I think the games that are supposed to be online but aren't quite like Monster Hunter where you run into that problem where it's like okay well my friend has only gotten so far in the campaign so I can only step in during certain moments and there were moments mm-hmm. in the campaign where it would open yeah. up and you would all of a sudden have access to maybe for a couple missions you know to go here or there and friends could join you for that limited span yeah. of time before it would throw you back into more single player missions. Mm -hmm. that your friends couldn't join you for. And so it was a disjointed experience from the start for anybody that wanted to hop in and experience the game together. But even if you did slog it out and make it all the way to the end, you know, I I did complete the campaign. Uh, I I did quite a bit of in game uh, with with a a couple different heroes before they added on any of the others like Hawkeye and uh, Kate Bishop. But now they, of course, they have a Black Panther. By the way, Spider-Man finally got a release date, November 30th. I'll believe it when it happens.
2: Yeah. Oh, so so (laughs) November 30th this year? This year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, my God. Oh, shit. we need... Well,
0: yeah that is
2: okay for long time listeners of the podcast that is incredible news because (laughs) that was what they sold the experience on uh, PlayStation 5 right like that was why you needed to get a a PlayStation instead of an Xbox was because you're only going to be able to play Spider Man on the PlayStation version well lo and behold the game died before the character was ever released and And if that doesn't tell you like all that you need to know about Sony and the promises that they make, then, you know, I, there's no better example in my opinion. It's this idea of delivering promises that seem great in the moment, but when you finally get to them 10 years down the road, right? Like it's, you're looking at stuff that's old now, you know, we could say the same thing for the last guardian, but it happened to be Avengers in this case, which no amount of special characters or DLC is going to save it at this point. Point, Mm -hmm. we can only hope that the new Guardians of the Galaxy game picks up where this one kind of left off in that respect, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, the big thing right now is that Crystal Dynamics knows their blood is in the water because they are doing everything they can to try and shore this up now, especially with this bad press. They did recently just remove the paid XP boosters, which they just put in the game, by the way. When they launched along the Game Pass, they said, oh, by the way, you can, you know, buy these paid XP boosters to level your character up faster. This coming long after they actually increased the grind, by the way, if you think that they're doing you wow. any sort of favor to players that actually purchase these. I mean, Brad, do you think there's any redeeming the game at this point? Because there is a roadmap going forward, but it just seems like they can't get themselves out of the muck. I think the
1: one saving grace they have is that they added the Game Pass. I think there's people who love the Marvel brand that much that if it's a free game to play, you already have Game Pass, you're going to load it up and try it. Oh, but if, you had sure. to pay, if you had to pay any iota of money for this game, I, I don't think anyone else would buy it. I, oh. I really, th- I really think Game Pass is going to be the saving grace for any other any future games that struggle to sell. Uh, Once yeah, it, I agree. It, 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 it's like Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone's going to watch something for free if they can, if it's there and they can just click on it, right? Same things with games. So you're like, oh, I yeah, I didn't really vibe that when it came out, but it's free. I'll try it, yeah. and then yeah. it's going to get some people are going to play it.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, because we've talked we've talked about that before. The benefit of of Game Pass and how you know. just... Just how it can essentially take a game that maybe didn't do so well at launch and completely change the the dynamic of the player base by opening it up to everyone and you wonder you wonder with, with a game like Halo Infinite being such a staple for the Xbox for that to have free to play multiplayer to becoming that maybe more games take this approach right this games as a service. Approach where they do release it for free with ongoing updates, like the Fortnite model. I, I think that was Marvel's plan, right? Like they they wanted to kind of have that Battle Pass style, but at the same time, if you have to play 15 hours of the game before you can unlock the Battle Pass, yeah, <laughs> like, that's not very helpful. It, it seems
1: like it was two styles that weren't didn't mesh well together, mm, that's, right? You know, yeah, like they were trying. You, you have too much you have to pick one right you're mm-hmm. either going to have an immersive single player campaign that which i think Crystal dynamics has a pedigree for in the past right but then every game now wants to adapt this battle pass model that obviously has been perpetually popularized by fortnite right well, and it's now, lucrative right like lucrative, we can agree yeah.
2: that it's very um it's got a huge return on investment right so it's definitely battle the pa-
1: model that we're going to see moving forward but not all battle passes are created
2: equal yeah, right totally.
1: I think we're seeing that right mm-hmm. is is that certain battle mm-hmm. passes that the content that you can earn and grind for that you want to grind for is is very different from game to game and i and i think that's, that's true. where you can have a great concept of poor execution and i think this one given who was you know developing this i just think it was jumbled and rushed and they didn't really think out how it was going to work from campaign to that multiplayer battle pass experience
2: it's- and we're seeing that with a lot of different uh games too this idea of of implementing battle pass style things that that fortnight has done for example I when they added the the sprays in from Fortnite to uh, call of duty Warzone, I'm pretty sure that's that that's kind of how it went it just seems so arbitrary it was just like do I really need this and you know call of duty is such a fast-paced game am I really going <laughs> to take the time to like spray out something yeah like and I've yet to see people use this but yet they throw it in the battle pass is like oh yeah we can just you know add that in there that's an easy total thing to filler. add in yeah, total filler. <laughs> I
1: almost look at this as like games are now becoming like other th- industries like the car industry or the f- mobile phone industry like everything every game now has to have the same level of trim right everywhere game has to come with a campaign mode a, a battle pass you know like even if it doesn't really fit what you want to have a like, backup cam you got yeah you got to offer you got to <laughs> offer the same level out there because that's what's getting people to try these games, right? It's no longer like resting their laurels on their original content. It's like, I gotta offer mm. something that's validated in the market right now just to get people to, you know, try the game.
0: You just hit the nail on the head right there, Brad. Because I-, I guarantee you, just based on the way that the campaign plays out, that this thing was being developed with the intention of being a single player game from start to finish. I can almost guarantee mm. it. And somewhere along the line, someone in in some corporate office said, ah, game is a service." Is the thing right now? So do that, and all of a sudden that game, <laughs> the game takes that pivot to oh, okay, I guess you have parties now, and and a quote-unquote in-game, um, you know. And if if I were Crystal Dynamics right now, I would be slapping myself because look at what's happening with Marvel's Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, game just came out, cross-platform game, even out on Switch uh, through a, a cloud streaming service, and the game is doing well. It's not doing outstanding right now on Metacritic. Uh, it's sitting on an 83. And keep in mind that the game is quite buggy at launch so that that score is most likely going to increase as time goes on 8.8 user score that's great whereas you go over to marvel's avengers and yeah 73 for the critic score and a 6.0 for the user mm. score so i mean and, and marvel and this uh, guardians of the galaxy that is strictly a single single player rpg there is no online multiplayer component it's linear in a lot of ways that i'm seeing it, it mimics what was going on in the campaign of the avengers game but that's yeah. just what you get from start to finish and they dial that up to 11 and do what they do best so i think, I think there's a lot of great points there. Um, and I especially agree that, yeah, there's, there's always this, this effort to be the thing of the month and to emulate what's, what's successful without actually putting any thought behind, well, is that actually going to work for us based on where we are right now? Um, and you know, to be a fly on the wall in any of these conversations, who really knows for sure. But I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, but like I said, we are getting more content. They are trying to, to, to bail this thing out as best they can. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, they are getting Spider-Man. Maybe they'll, they'll eventually put in, um, uh, you know a version of spider-man in the other versions of the game and just call him the man right here comes the man, <laughs> the man.
2: here comes the man oh i love those videos on youtube where they just remove one arbitrary thing from like <laughs> bat the batman theme song yeah man we've talked about that for sure before but man it's great to bring up those again and what's what's um i can't segue out of that because I just had a brain fart. <laughs>
0: <Nah>. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what's great and that is our sponsor, Pierce Unlimited for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit pierceunlimited.com man. <laughs> man. Man. Oh jeez,
2: Bruno oh, just gosh. lost it on
0: camera and made me lose it, but I'm keeping that taken
1: I was going to say, I go away for 50 episodes and it's just like it was like yesterday right. It's still a clown show, Brad, welcome <laughs> The same segues are still crisp as ever. <laughs> oh, man.
0: And speaking of which, also thank you so much to our Patreon supporters like Nick Nick Epic Capture Productions, The Dudas Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, and Mr. Grove Games. Hey, you listening out there somewhere on the internet, if you yeah. would like a shout out on each and every episode of Quit the Build and Gotta Watch with your name slash business or even podcast, we do it all. That $5 per month subscription is going to get you on the map. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash quit the build. You're going to get bonus content, your boy Brad over here... Did it hit a first ever (laughs) appearance on the Nostalgia Vault? We just published uh, our last month's episode where we did a deep dive on GoldenEye 007. How much fun was that, Brad?
1: Oh, I mean, Nick, you and I getting a chance to finally go tit for tat on our own episode together and of all games, James Bond, GoldenEye. I mean, that was a great time. Let's go. Slappers
0: only. (laughs) Big heads. Big head mode only. That's Where's my game shark? (laughs) You better have it. One of my favorites. Oh, man. But yeah, so much more news to get here, too so let's uh let's keep this train a rolling. Next story coming from the verge.com. Boy, this is you want to talk about throwing money away. This is fascinating. Take 2. Reportedly spent 53 million dollars on a canceled game that was never even announced. 53 wow. million clams right on down the drain. You got to have a sound for that, Bruno. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> More like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. So yeah, in, in Take-Two's interactives, uh, their most e- recent earnings report, there was information that, yeah, there was an unannounced title that had been canceled. The cost of goods included a $53 million impairment charge related to the company's decision not to proceed with further development. Can you, uh, I don't think there's any other publisher out there. I mean, Take-Two is, is sitting on cloud nine right now with the success of, of GTA Five, just constantly raking in cash, hundreds of million dollars every, every quarter yeah. still. You know, only, so only Take-Two literally- could, be like this "Ah, is like chunk change (laughs) ah, whatever thanks for trying guys
2: well it's you know we've we've been talking about this uh in the qtb crew chat about unfinished projects right and this is something that i feel like we would see from valve uh they have the kind of money to do that as well to to not finish something or to just be like yeah this is we're gonna put this on the back burner so i would say that arguably it seems Seems like it's a bad thing on the surface but as we've seen before with you know this the type of stuff that valve does as well as other companies that it wasn't just 53 million dollars that went down the drain i think that obviously there were some assets developed within this that they could use for other things it happens in pixar all the time with certain movies there are tons of scenes that are painstakingly animated and edited that never see the light of day because they simply don't need that shot or it gets cut from the film but that's not to say that the asset of that specific animation can't be used again for uh, a project in the future so while it might look bad it's it's also kind of you know just a a look into the fact of how much money these companies are really (laughs) just Throwing yeah, away, dude. right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: i mean i have to think of my if i put my business hat on right at some point you when you write this off you know it's a sunk cost right but Mm -hmm. i would never write something off that's if it's 20 to 30 percent of my company's value to write that off as a sunk cost is a huge risk right so i mean we're talking this has to be two five percent maybe most of like probably what they're raking in on a yearly basis right from or of their of their developmental budget right so just do the math i mean that's a significant amount of money they're making every year but to your point you know i think this is the right call right if we think this is didn't proceed due to some developmental challenges or scope creep right i mean we just talked about that with marvel the marvel game right with uh, you know and i would say for you know crystal dynamics their pedigree and their reputation which is worth way more than 53 million if you put out a bad game that has a poor risk poor you know response and it puts your name in the water in the mud mm. right then you may not be making that money anymore because people now have lost faith. Face- in the quality of game that you put out, so yeah. to your point, Bruno, I agree. There's going to be nuggets that are taken away from that development that say we're going to leverage that in the next game, yeah. or it's going to roll into something better. But it's better than putting that game out and it just flopping, and then all of a sudden now We've your got a reputation. Brand. And, yeah. Yep. Exactly. You're never going to from, recover from that, and and I think that's that's where that decision probably came came into play.
0: So I think we can put two and two together and figure out what with what this game probably was. So the developer that was making this supposedly unknown and discarded title was Hangar 13. That developer has a very short list of games, uh, which include 2016, Mafia 3, and 2020, Mafia, the definitive edition. So, (laughs) I mean, you can kind of, I I think you can put two and two together here, because I know that there was uh, at least early plans or announcements back in early 2021 that there was going to be a Mafia 4 supposedly sometime this year, and you figure if you've already spent 50 Six million or whatever the number was, $53 million on this game, you were probably a good portion in. I mean, I don't know exactly what the, what the AAA budget and, and process looks like from month to month. Yeah. But I think it's entirely possible that they got far enough along in this and they just said, you know what? This isn't working. This isn't gelling. We would rather use these resources elsewhere, like you said, Bruno, um, and ended up just scrapping the whole thing. So I think there is a possibility, even though they may have come out and said, yeah, Mafia 4 is not happening. Maybe that's going to come later. And they didn't intend for this information to go public from the earnings call, um, but at the same time, it's like, huh? I mean, that's what they're known yeah. for, so it's hard not to draw that conclusion that uh, that Mafia may not, may not be getting a new entry anytime soon. Well, here's
2: the interesting thing, is that you know, we've seen a lot of delays in regards to announcements for well, it's not even delay, it's just a lack thereof, regarding Grand Theft Auto 6, and recently I've seen articles stating that part of the reason is because because there are a lot of there's a lot of consternation internally regarding the direction of Grand Theft Auto 6 and where to take that, and so this could be another uh, you know uh, another you know piece of that puzzle, right? Where we were seeing essentially just the Grand Theft Auto has gotten so big, to your point, Brad, that it's almost like they're afraid to take that next step forward. And bring out Grand Theft Auto 6 For fear that people might say You know what, no I'd rather stay on Grand Theft Auto Online mm-hmm. Rather, mm-hmm. you know, stay with this instead And then you've got, you know A Red Dead Redemption 2 on your hands Where you've got a, a, a brilliant uh, single player game You know, one of the best, right? But a, a, a poor excuse for an online experience that essentially tarnished people's experience regarding you know Red Dead Redemption 2 and what it should be so this this you know it's I think it all plays into each other I I think that part of the reason we're seeing something like this is because we need to see something in terms of Grand Theft Auto 6 from Rockstar and their subsidiary companies that are working on this as excited as I am for GTA Trilogy the Definitive edition mm-hmm. that one guy ran up on stage on Australian news <laughs> and was like where
0: is Grant Theft Auto 6? He said what <laughs> we were all thinking Bruno <laughs> He said what we were all thinking.
2: He did he did this
0: <laughs> the, the yeah. entire
2: crowd was just like what is he doing? Like <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that video, this guy randomly runs up on stage and I swear the, the like female, like announcer who was up there or whatever, I swear she thought, this is it. I'm going to die. He's going to like, he's going to do something crazy. And he was just like, where's Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. six. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though, Bruno. I mean, you
1: talk, you make some valid points in about, you know, I, I'm i trying to think of this in a way that I, I think what we're seeing now is is we're seeing how business has completely infiltrated the gaming market now, right? The gaming landscape, right? You look at these companies like Take-Two in in particular, right? They've got such a large consortium of, you know, they're a parent company behind Rockstar 2K, their private division, right? You know, and so all of these are subsidiary aspects of a big company who now is looking at a budget and resources and like it becomes project management, not you're starting to lose maybe some of the altruism of true game development and 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 putting forth uh, the one game you're making because you're a small company and this is all you're making Mm. right take twos now looking at all of these divisions saying well rockstar is super profitable or my i'm bringing out a new two gate 2k game every year and that makes me money right like so (laughs) they're looking at bottom lines and revenue streams and and making decisions based off of that and not on terms of game quality or game content that they think and they're and they could say well that's too risky of a new game or a new game format or game Mm. game style that we want to we want to launch that it's not going to make us money you know we'd rather go with our bread and butter
2: and just keep shoveling out
1: 2k games every
2: year right yeah especially seeing like i mean we were talking about it before right think about how many failed games we've seen over the last several years from big big name titles like anthem you know and now marvel's avengers right we're seeing the the failings of of square enix and ea and and in big terms Right. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to say what these little guys are thinking (laughs) or or some people that do some of the more niche titles.
0: Right. I'd be terrified if like take two wanted to like, you know, we want to publish your games. Like, do you, though? It'd be be like a a Thor moment. (laughs) Do you really, though? Because (laughs) 50 million dollars you can flick casually aside. So over the last five minutes, I've been doing some fierce Googling. And I think I've gotten to the root of this issue, boys. And that is money. So if you. okay. GTA originally GTA 5 were originally launched in 2013. If you bought a share of Take Two Interactive Software on the on the Nasdaq back in 2013, you would have purchased it for about $16 per share. Fast forward to today, and that share is worth just shy of $200. Okay, there you wow. go. So money talks, and it's important to understand that in gaming or any business whatsoever, once you once you are publicly listed, your CEO is beholden to the shareholders. You answer mm-hmm. to the people that own the, own the company, and at the end of the day, the only thing that they care about is, you know, how much are you making and how much yep. are you going to make? And how are you yep. going to make that What's number go higher? Yep. So, yeah, your, your EBITDA, as they say. That's a fun term. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, GTA 5, since its inception, has created 6.4, uh, created, yeah, it just prints money. It actually does, though. Uh, has made <laughs> over $6 billion, okay? So, wow. this, fi- this $50 million whatever, nothing. less than 1% of that, yeah, they can just kind of casually brush that aside and be like, ah, you're some re we'll put you in a vault and use you for animations later. Um, yeah, exactly. It, it we'll it, use the assets, whatever it is. It means nothing, but at the same time, yeah. here's the concerning thing Red Dead Online 2 should have been bigger than it is. Red Dead yeah. Redemption should have gotten more support than it has. The uh, was it Undead? Okay. Undead Nightmare? Undead Night, yeah. So, oh, Red that De- was a brilliant DLC. Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. People thought for sure that Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to get that or at least some form of DLC. Something. Yeah, because the game nothing. is a friggin' masterpiece, but here's yeah. the problem: they launched the online; it does not receive well. There's a small niche player base, but there's very little to do. You get you get burnt out very quickly. The the gameplay loop just ain't there. So yeah. you know they see that, and now they're they've got to be conflicted at the higher well, levels. There's of no like,
2: flying horses in the game, Nick. Yet they got flying everything in Grand Theft Auto it's Online. Coming. You go to the Grand Theft Auto Online, you hop over to Red Dead Redemption, and I can't I can't ride. A unicorn into into space or anything—it's a travesty.
0: Zero out of ten. Yep. Zero would out of not 10. buy a shark card.
2: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there's your problem is it is it, it's just—it's just pure money, pure and But like I said at the very beginning, G, you know, Take Two has all the luxury in the world to just keep casually brushing GTA Six aside. There's countless articles coming out about how many times they've had internal conflicts or have reinvented or rebooted what they wanted the game to be, and so just God only knows where we're going to land. But at the end of the day, yeah, if you've got this smaller game that they just don't see the priority or see any potential conflict with their cash cow, like, you know, po- possibly losing players to some kind of new online service, then you best believe that they will make that decision swiftly uh, because, again, the shareholders ultimately are going to answer. And yeah. the shareholders are doing quite well. If yeah, been, I was going to say, yeah, yeah.
1: Take-Two last quarter alone brought in $985 million in net bookings. Oh, so, boy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, Uh, you know, if I could uh, just even have 1% of that I'd be living a different life so there you go <laughs> you know the, the, well, you, the, 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 it, it's just amazing to think that 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 type of revenue and money now is sitting in games right it's a different landscape like it, it's just it, it begs the questions like you know what what should we be getting or what what, you know, what are they trying to deliver and how much are they willing to spend and what is that how does that translate to anything stepwise from what we've gotten over the last decade and that's so. the
2: interesting thing is that when a company when when the developer doesn't step in and we've got modders that are stepping in and producing that content themselves to 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 bring Undead Nightmare 2 to Red Dead Redemption yeah. or anything of that you know of that you know respect so uh, you you see a lot of that especially i i, I feel like if, as i'm browsing through Facebook gaming sometimes you know you'll see different things there's always like a Grand Theft Auto stream where modders have gotten in there and they're running around town as the Hulk or Godzilla or just a cow, you know. Just a <laughs> cow. We're like, okay, just a cow. You know, and it's it's utterly, r- utterly ridiculous. Oh, didn't God. mean to go there,
0: you Been holding on to that one. Whoa. It it. Yeah.
2: Whoa, I didn't even I didn't even know that was going there, <laughs> but I am
0: moving move move crew. The, oh man.
2: Oh, listen, let's say, <laughs> <hit, let's laughs> it, it was cash <laughs> <God. laughs>
0: Get off the yeah. stage! Bring back the frog! <laughs> oh man! But yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what algorithm I have on Facebook now, but all I get are those people playing that uh, that trucking simulator game, like with actual trucking, <laughs> like simulating rigs. You know, they're driving oh, around like, yeah, deli- like the ice toad for...
2: ruckers. Ice Trode ruckers. Ice trod ruckers. Oh, I am not. I am not on this tonight. We are just.
0: You're, you're doing your best, buddy. I don't buddy. know what's <laughs> ice toad <laughs> ruckers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, they, they make hamburgers. Yeah. Well, speaking of frogs on ice, how about our next story from uh, UploadVR.com? And that is, of course, Niantic has officially thrown in the towel with one of their biggest oh, AR ventures to date. wow. You know, this one, this this one, it's going on ice. That's where I was going with this. Is Harry Potter... <gasps> Wizards Unite. This is a big bummer, guys. You know, I think yeah. we'll get into the implications of it, but I think the big problem here is that AR games have come and gone as a novelty and we, we've we seen what will stick and what will not because if there's any authority right now in the AR gaming space, it is Niantic. They, they basically made the games that pioneered it, at least from a mobile game perspective, and then they hit their absolute peak that they were not prepared for, of course, with Pokemon Go. So for those of you that may not recall, Harry Potter Wizards Unite was the next big game to come from Niantic following yeah. the explosive success of Pokemon Go. They managed to secure that uh, game when they uh, teamed up with uh, WB to produce, get the rights to Harry Potter and ultimately produce this game. So Harry Potter Wizards Unite, you know, it, it utilizes a lot of the same infrastructure that Niantic has. It gives them a big advantage over a lot of other AR game creators because they have those points of interest, right? People have already mapped out parks and taken photos of, of monuments and important locations that they have mapped out in a network that's actually actually tied to real-world locations, whereas most other games just have to base it off of, like, uh, you know, uh, was it Open Street View? Saying, like, oh, well, this is a a park, and this is a road, and that kind of thing, and that's all they really have to go off of. Niantic has such an edge, and so they use that same infrastructure to to launch this game, Harry Potter Wizards Unite. The big catch being that instead of catching Pokemon, you basically go around and, like, collect stickers by casting spells and trying to capture all of the wacky things in Harry Potter's world that has slipped through to our world. And there was even some RPG mechanics to it but I gotta tell you as someone that was a die hard AR games fan from about 2016 to about 2018 when this game came out in 2019 and my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan so I thought for sure this was going to be our next big kind of you know couples game mm. we go out to play it we played it for maybe a month and then never touched it again I, it just it, it didn't scratch the itch so the, the real question now is what is next is AR just gonna go the same route as VR where it's just a novelty it's a gimmick and unless it's refined in a Certain way, no one's going to care.
2: Yes, no. So here's Whoa. the, and I'll and I'll I'll tell you why. I yeah. uh, so uh, first of all, I I'll say this: the marketing behind the Harry Potter release was god awful. I didn't even know it released in 2019. Oh, so that is a huge problem. As somebody who follows games and was looking forward to something like this, it had a lot of potential. Looked like it had a lot of potential to have to to barely hear anything if i didn't hear anything at all on my end Hmm. regarding the release is is a problem so that's number one number two it came out on the heels of a pandemic where we weren't allowed to go outside and do the things that we were going to do so it was almost like it, it got defeated before it was even released in that respect now that's the first part of why this failed so I don't think that this is, I I think this is an isolated incident. I don't think this is something that is the trend. And here's why I think that AR and VR technology is already going. It's going to be implemented into our lives. It already is in a very natural way. And with what Facebook is doing or what they plan to do with something like meta, I think that the space for VR and AR is going to, is going to, remain, but it will always be practical and not the novelty that it has been. And I've always said this about VR. If you go back to our early VR things or even videos that I've previously done on YouTube, I have the same stance that VR, for the most part, in terms of gaming, is a novelty. Where it really shines is the implications it has in other fields and other forms. Forms where you can be next to someone be at a certain place see things that you might need to to uh, see in a certain location you know my wife works for a company that wears head mounted they make head mounted tablets and so these are used in a lot of situations where you know maybe there's a worker that's out in the field that needs a little bit more expertise and so they need to call back to someone to show them what they're doing this is those the, these are those types of impl- implications for this so i don't think that vr ar is going anywhere in terms of b- its existence in our world i think it's not going to be what gamers really want and is going to be more practical and a use that gamers and gaming will eventually catch up with brad did you you were on the opposite end of this you think <laughs> it's just you think ar vr are just- is not here to stay. Why is that?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to let you do your Stephen A. Tir- uh, tirade on uh, AR and VR, so I can now yeah. I can I can talk on my side now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I, I'm not going to completely discredit your argument. So I, I think there is still a window of opportunity in the frame of what you just said. It that AR and VR may have some future, more bigger, substantial impact in more practical uses. But I think you're you hit it on the head when you said novelty, and I think that really ties into the mobile gaming experience. I felt like Harry Potter, Wizard mm. Unite was just a facelift of Pokemon Go. Mm. Like, it's the same POI, the same, the same world, the same geography, and yeah. that's that's where it's going to get stale, is you're basically going to the same places whether you want to battle a gym or collect a potion and do a spell. Like, it, it's just a matter of what genre, what game, oh, I'm a Harry Potter fan, so I'm going to play Wizard Unite, or I'm a Pokemon fan, I'm going to play Pokemon Go, but why why would you play both? Like, I don't see, yeah. like, it, it's a stale, repetitive model, and it's more novelty in mobile gaming
0: for now, and that's why I don't even think their next one, I think, is on Transformers. That is correct. So they are releasing uh, Transformers Heavy Metal later this year, even saying that they're working on a mobile AR game based on uh, Settlers of Catan, whatever that so, means. Now that's yeah.
2: that's, that's <laughs> the interesting thing, and, I, yeah. and I'll just to interject here, I think that's where AR technology is really going to shine. I've mentioned that before as well of the usage within board games, because if you can bring a board game to life through AR, then you've got something that is way more interactive and fun than you moving the pieces around the board. You've essentially got Jumanji. You've you've made Jumanji. You've made it. Yep. Like like you <laughs> in your yep. house with the board game. I think that's where it needs to go. Instead of trying to you know do exactly or, what you said, which is give it a facelift for the same thing that we've. Already yeah, played. Yeah,
1: yeah, I could see it, especially in you know, very you know, card games too, like whether it's you know, Magic or Yu Gi Oh or whatever, oh, whatever wow. game you're playing, right? That if you could, so cool. you basically could create your own duelist <laughs> yeah. kingdom, right? And you're that and you're, you're bringing really to life cool. the monsters, right? So I do, I think you're right. I think you raise yeah, a lot of good mean, points of where there's maybe room to carve out in the R and VR landscape. But for what it is today, if we were just talking about Niantic and the games they've put out, I think they hit a huge hit with Pokemon Go, and that that you. I rode that wave too. I played that for a long time, Uh, but I, I don't go back to it now. It's, you know, unless they find a way to make it more, I, I don't know, like health driven, like, Oh, more steps and you earn more things that way. And it's more, but then you're battling the fitness side. Right. So I, I feel like it's just kind of a very niche right now. It's a very niche, uh, a novelty f- kind of style in mobile gaming that I don't think is going to have a long-term stay. I think it's going to go away. And I think you're right. It's gonna, AR and VR are going to, are going to roll up into something bigger or something more practical in in daily life.
0: Yeah. There's, there's truth in both of your perspectives because yeah, I think you're right, Bruno, that the, the way forward is not just a, Cell phone that's doing things because it's it's only so novel to point your your phone around and have a limited window into that world. Kind of going back to what what uh, now not not Facebook but Meta right is doing yeah. with their their perspective on how they want to implement the metaverse into our everyday lives. But also I want to point this out because this this also got missed by a lot of people. Remember Minecraft worlds that little AR game? I don't game? know.
2: I remember. Yeah, I remember when when this was back when. So for those who don't remember, this is back when uh, Xbox. Was basically first acquired Minecraft, and they were on the instead of going on the, the PS VR route where you know PlayStation was like, We're getting into VR, Xbox said, We think the future is AR. And then they had this whole presentation where they had these like blocks shoot up from this huge, this like little central cube, and it was very, very uh cheesy as our most <laughs> E3 presentation. Yeah. But it did give you an insight into what something like that might be, right?
0: Well, okay. I'm actually thinking of Minecraft Earth. I was close enough. So yeah, they did show that demonstration. But there was an actual mobile game released called Minecraft Earth that was an augmented reality game. The intent being that you would go out into the real world. You would find locations where you could like harvest materials. You had little like plots you could put out where you could build your own Minecraft stuff and farm normally. (laughs) You would find like holes, like like, like, like caves. So you would find that like, you walk around along the park and say, Oh, there's a cave. Let me put my 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 phone out. And you could pick away with your your your, your uh, pickaxe by tapping on it, and they like, look down in you know the the hole of a this lava pit that's underneath the playground um and explore that in a kind of a weird way. The point being, Minecraft is the most successful game franchise <laughs> of all time, most most successful video game of all time, having sold over 200 million copies, right? So for yeah. them to take a stab at augmented reality in peak AR frenzy, peak AR frenzy, when everybody was trying to figure out how they they could, they could stake their claim in that world to be the next Pokemon Go. For them to quietly kind of sneak in there and then be like, uh, not so much, and then shut that game down because they shut it down quick, really speaks volumes to the fact that AR just isn't working as a mobile-only thing. you know And I, I'm mm, talking to yeah. someone that was such a huge proponent of it that was out there. you know Even during the pandemic, I I had burned down on Pokemon Go long before the pandemic struck. And some games adapted to it like Pokemon Go. They came up with systems, and we, we've talked about it before on the show about yeah. them trying to roll it back and the fans are like yeah not so much <laughs> but uh it, it's just an interesting time where this tech is really ready to pop but i think we are still waiting for the actual hardware that makes it viable to the mass the mass public right it needs mm-hmm. to be yeah some it's, yeah, it's got to be some kind of tech that you yep. know johnny down it's the gotta street gotta be a wearable tech yeah yep. is going to be able to get and maybe one of the you know yep. his, his siblings or his parents have the same thing and they Clip can go into in the have glasses a, yeah you gotta have a shared experience right yep exactly and and
2: that's something that you know it that i think that's why something like meta is so hard to explain at this juncture is because the technology isn't there yet and if you really listen to what the zuck was saying was basically this is a five to ten year plan that we have for the future of this technology and this is creating a hub right like this isn't creating the stuff that will Go in that particular hub, like them the amount of VR games that will come and go. Um, but this is just the hub in which it will be. Think of it like internet 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can experience things with others in this in a shared world. It's I think that the we're moving towards that direction. And you know, like I've told Br, you know, I told Brad this last night. I said, How cool would it be? I said, think about how many places where there's tiny homes right and where we're, we're re- reaching this place where you pop the population is just getting out of control you know even in japan they've got sleep pods where it's like you can basically just fit yourself stay in the airport and and be fine well that's fine if you're not claustrophobic well what if we had vr technology or vr headsets in every one of those pods and so as soon as you you get in you put on this VR tech, VR headset and all of a sudden you're no longer in this sleep pod you're in a huge mansion you're in space. you know you're in a you're in space or wherever you want to be and so i think that the real world usages of these of these technologies is where they're going to shine the everyday life that we that we use it and i think that it, you're right it has to be something that is broader than the window of your cell phone, right? Like it has to be. we can't just Wait. be looking through it like we're looking through the Ouija board piece. <laughs> the time. Like, is there is there ghosts around here? I don't
0: know. Always <laughs> oh, trying to say Bruna.
1: something, Bruno. Did I hear you say that basically uh, uh, that we should build the Matrix in real world? is that what we're needing to do here? Is that is that the future? Is that we're going to be able to? Plug
2: we are into... in the Matrix right now. Didn't you right see? Did you see that? Giant conspiracy theory iceberg I sent you. This is all simultaneously a simulation and not a simulation mm-hmm. at the same time. It can never so be wrap your head around that.
1: So, so we're just getting into Shutter Island then, right? Which 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 fake reality are we in today? Are we three three realities deep, four? You know, how far are we gonna go down?
2: Man, Mark Ruffalo, he 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 threw it from the first bit when he couldn't uh unsnap his little thing there. It was like, come on. Mark. <laughs> you're supposed to be a police officer, She's <laughs> in rice.
1: No, but 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 trying to rein it back in. Nick, did you have any 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 like? What do you think? I mean, are you do you do you feel like for Niantic like they're they're now on the tail end of their success? Are they are they going to have to pivot to be able
0: to stay relevant? I think I think you're onto a big point there that their strength is also their weakness, Brad. That the the POI system that they've built that their their community is built. Niantic has done none of that, by the way. Their community yeah. and the ori- and their original game Ingress built those locations and the photos and all that and the locations that go with them um, and, and largely are, have a lot to do with their success. That the, I mean, that was their model in the first place, and I, I applaud that. But yeah, you're right, that almost any AR game you play that's going to be Niantic, they're going to cling to that. They're never going to stop using it. And the problem is that, it. you're right, you're going to go to the same places in your local area, your same parks, and it's the same issue that because these games are based on cell phone traffic, right? they don't want you going to unsafe locations because of lawsuits. So they're going to send you to public parks, or busy streets, or areas where they know there's a safe place for you to play the game, and that's Anywhere always but
2: Crazy John's. Don't
0: <laughs> don't go there. don't Don't go go there there. yeah um but uh, yeah the the problem is always going to be that there's going to be repetition in not just the gameplay loop but the places that you're going to facilitate that gameplay pandemic or no pandemic Mm. so i think i think niantic has to get very creative to come up with gameplay styles that work and there are games out there doing it jurassic world has a fantastic ar game right now called jurassic world alive where it's it's almost like a a turn-based rpg thing where you're leveling up your dinosaurs you can get cool abilities the game play is actually very fun and they make it fair they say that pretty much no matter where you are in the world you have equal access to resources and spawns and that kind of thing they don't try to prioritize clusters like you know if you play pokemon go in in the middle of new york city you don't need to go anywhere because everything is there Pokéstop, stop there's pokemon, no regional
1: yeah there's no regional dinosaurs that you have to travel to europe to get no, i'm sure, I'm sure
0: <laughs> there is i'm sure there is Yeah. <laughs>
2: What what brings you to France, sir?
0: The baguette store. I'm that here on across. business. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: Uh, all in all, I think I think there's still I I think Bruno has the has the strong point there of you, you both do, but that we need we need that tech. We really need to see something that yeah, really is yeah. more like what we saw in that meta video. I think we're still a very far far ways away. But regardless, yeah. it's an interesting conversation and I'm curious to see what their future titles look like. They did just launch Pikmin Bloom, which is a very casual mm. game based on the Nintendo Pikmin franchise that it's basically a pedometer like you just kind of walk around and then afterwards you know you get some Pikmin and you're in your little pot that you you pluck out and they follow you around and you know everything is hunky gory so remember
2: that do you remember Pokemon Yellow when they had the companion uh, Pikachu like uh, step counter yeah and that was I have awesome one of those. They, yeah yeah I did too I they put had him like in the dryer Pikachu pet yeah I put him get in the extra dryer steps. put him in a yeah. paint shaker at
0: Lowe's <laughs> once or twice paid, paid, my, paid my buddy wait, wait. five bucks
2: you put him in the dryer for extra steps you, Look, you were oh, that
0: man.
2: clever man you were on a different level when we were kids here i am you're you're in you're, you you yeah. were in the future actually
0: actually <laughs> going on walks neanderthal <laughs> well, game ha- you know. game hack circa 1999 or whatever yeah. right <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of hacks, guys, I'll tell you an easy life hack, and that is visiting our website, QuitTheBuild.com. When you go there, you're going to get access to all sorts of great stuff, including, of course, our QTB blog, lots of great gaming articles. Head over to our network page. You're going to see all sorts of fantastic content, not only in-house content, like, of course, right here, the Quit The Build podcast and Gotta Watch, which, by the way, Thanksgiving month has started, and we have got some fantastic families in that this month that you do not want to be a part of. I'll tell you that yep. much. All Thank the families you not don't my want. family. <laughs> be <laughs> sure to check that out. And of course, our QTV network partners as well, like one hour, one decision and the double DQ wrestling podcast. Of course, our newest entry, uh, our first very first streamer, right? Kung Fu penguin has joined the fold as well as our That's resident, old. uh, EDM artist beat it. Oh yeah. We got it all right here at the QuitTheBill.com website. Bruno, you got anything else for the people out there?
2: Well, be sure to check out our community page. When you head on over there, you'll be able to see all of our socials, including, our Facebook page feed because we know you're probably not actually on Facebook or or you may not want to admit that you're on Facebook and that's perfectly fine yeah. but you can see the feed of what we're posting there or you can check us out on your favorite social media platform we're on TikTok YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram and we've been doing some really cool things on our Discord where we've been hosting like these watch parties we even dove in to the gem of the 1990s movie Super Mario Brothers with Bob, oh, was it Bob Hoskins yeah. and Johnny
0: Leguizamo and, oh.
2: and Johnny Legs and I gotta over tell you
0: we, we found I this is a real thing that happened this year the Morton Jankel cut uh, which sh- is an extra 20 <laughs> minutes of footage as if the movie wasn't terrible enough Bruno they found more uh, they found and more. we watched it some all some of that
2: really cleared up some, some plot holes it Nick. did
0: the the rap segment really <laughs> added some lore that we needed context for. So I'm yeah. glad I'm glad they got that in there. But yeah, the Morton Jankle <laughs> cut was our last gotta watch party and that was a fiasco to say the least. But uh yeah, well Brad, anything else for the people before we go?
1: I was gonna say Nick, did you ever find a Snyder
0: cut of that too? <laughs> I mean <laughs> no, does, no, but do we, do, it was trending on Twitter released the jankle cut, so we got okay, what we, wanted.
2: Right. <laughs> we won. We got it. <laughs>
1: Not not to shamelessly replug, but you know if you want to hear more of myself, come over to Gotta Watch as well. Check us me out over there with with Bruno and uh we've got like you guys said a, a great slate of episodes coming out this November all sent around families you don't want to be a part of <laughs> I know I know the family that I love to be a part of and that's the quit to build family the quit to build community so yeah. as you guys said check out our check out our website check out the community page become a part of our family and let us know what you're doing what you'd like to hear from us you know especially on gotta watch or, or, or on our on our blog and and uh really enjoying getting to hear from from, from all of our community. Well,
0: there you go. That was nice. That was nice. That was. Yeah. That was
1: so nice.
2: I thought I had something to say, but it slipped my mind. I don't, you know. <laughs> we'll get it next episode. <laughs> well, we probably will. There's so many things that that are just right there. It's flowing and right through. I know. Maybe we're just going to have to have a whole episode on the nostalgia vault where we talk about, I don't know, crazy 90s things. It's
0: just like, okay,
2: okay. Just crazy. I don't know what those crazy. 90s things are, but if you want to hear them, you could go to Patreon. Oh man,
0: he did it! Oh, there it, there is. it
2: is. Okay, well, until next time for Nick and Brad, I'm Bruno. For
1: Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick. And for Nick and Bruno, I'm Brad.
2: Whoa! Yes. There we did it. I like that, and so did everyone else. Peace out. Good <laughs> deal. Hands up, do we We kind of cry?